Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the number one daily sports news podcast in the country, The Scorecard. I'm Brett Thomas, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Wednesday, June 7th. Today, Australia's Ironman plans to play all six tests in England. Jordan Dugowie learns his tribunal fate, and a former New South Wales enforcer urges the Blues to cool their jets. Let's rip in. Big breaking news. Spurs have their new coach, and it is Ange Postacoglu. So Tottenham Hotspur have confirmed the appointment of Ange Postacoglu. Now it's on a four-year deal, and he will join the club from July the 1st. As Liam forecast on yesterday's pod, the worst-kept secret in football has been confirmed, with Ange Postacoglu to take over the hot seat at Tottenham Hotspur. You are the chosen one. Now, this is a team with a big supporter base, but not much to show for it in the trophy cabinet. Spurs have never won a Premier League title. Their last in the top flight was way back in 1961 and in the FA Cup 1991. Plus, their front man, England striker Harry Kane, might leave. So the size of the task in front of Ange is enormous. But one thing we know about the former Socceroos coach is he will do things his way no matter how many feathers it ruffles. Now, it might seem like success has followed Ange everywhere. Titles with South Melbourne, Brisbane Raw, Yokohama in Japan and a domestic treble most recently with Celtic. But there was a time when Postacoglu was virtually unemployable and it came back in 2006 when he clashed with former Socceroos skipper Craig Foster live on SBS. Foster called for Ange to resign as the national under-20s coach. So, Foster, your assumption is that I should uh, resign, is that right? I think you're, you are paid to qualify the team. Then no, when you get there, you should, should get... Yeah, I think you should put your hand up and say, yep. in the last two qualification okay. campaigns, I've failed and I'm paid to do it. That's what okay, you're paid so you're for, saying Ange. I should resign. So you're saying I should resign? I think that's you should, your opinion. Yeah. Is that right? That's my opinion. Okay, fine. Listener football commentator Adam Peacock says it's been a remarkable rise since then. Ever since Ange restarted his career, he had a little sabbatical there enforced because no one wanted to give him a job. Restarted with Brisbane Raw. He's got Melbourne Victory, Socceroos, Yokohama F Marinos, Celtic and now Spurs. Now, every step of the way, he's either had gigantic success or some level of success. So you can say, oh, look, this is the highest level he'll ever coach with. Can he cope with it? Well, he's jumped over every hurdle so far. This one's the biggest hurdle, but I'm not going to count him out to jump over it. As Postacoglu prepares to take over North London with Spurs, the Aussie cricket team is gearing up to take over South London. Starting tonight at the Oval, Australia face India on neutral turf in the final of the World Test Championship. It starts a hectic English summer four-pack coming side, with this followed by a five-test Ashes series. While the captain is planning to spearhead the 11 in all six tests, he won't hesitate to put the team before himself and rest if he has to. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a balance. You know, I've never kind of got to a stage where I felt like I've been totally... I've been exhausted and depleted before, but still got up and... You know, felt like I did a really good job um, test career. But, yeah, if that comes up at any stage, of course, it's a conversation. You know, similar to a few of the niggles, like in Adelaide, knowing that we had a fully fit Scotty Boland on the bench made my decision pretty easy to pull out of that game. So, yeah, I'll be aiming to play all six, and there's some good breaks in between kind of every batch of two test matches here. So I think it's manageable, but obviously Kevin Green helps out a little bit as well with the amount of overseas can bowl. Scott Boland has beaten Michael Nisa for the final pace bowling spot the Victorian Quick has a miserly average of 13.42. The 
the lowest of any test bowler to have sent down at least 1,000 deliveries. Cummins says he compliments their attack. I think someone like Scotty, it's just a really simple game plan. You know, you hit your good areas and you just stay there all day and hopefully you're going to, you know, the ball's going to do the work for you. But yeah, he's had a few bowls over here now and looks good, but he looks good whenever he bowls. High star Jordan Dugowie copped a three-match ban for that bump on young eagle Elijah Hewitt at the AFL Tribunal last night. While the AFL pushed for four weeks, Collingwood argued outside noise and heavy criticism added to his punishment. They were making mean faces. And the narrative did quickly change from how bad the bump was to the Eagles and their veteran midfielder Dom Sheed apologising for overreacting. Sheed had said Dugowie deserved a one- or two-month holiday. But former Saints skipper Nick Rewalt says they weren't alone and those who mentioned this incident in the same breath as Dugowie's chequered history off-field were out of line. For those linking this act on the football field to Jordan's previous track record is just ridiculous, I think, to say it's typical Jordan Dugowie. No, it's not. He's having a great year of footy. He made a mistake on the footy field. He'll pay the price. Dugowie will miss the King's birthday blockbuster with the Demons, the Crows and Suns matches coming up as well. There's always an overreaction to whoever loses the State of Origin opener, and it's usually coming from New South Wales. You're all fired. You'd think the Blues had lost by 20 points, not eight. Such has been the talk about how many changes Brad Fittler should make, including Freddie's position as coach if they lose the series in Game 2. I know exactly who's to blame. There will be one false change with Nathan Cleary ruled out with a hamstring for the rest of the series. Former Blues enforcer Aaron Wood says outside of that, selectors should cool their jets. Mate, we were there, we were close. You don't need to make so many changes. You've got to back the players that are in that position. They did a great job, they just couldn't play for the 80. And that includes laying off James Tedesco, who came under fire for what was deemed a poor showing in Game 1. Wood says the Roosters star and Blues skipper is probably a victim of his own high performance level. Oh, you never knock a champion. You know, the thing with James as well is, look, he still ran for 200-plus metres in origin. We're just thinking about, you know, that play with Lindsay Collins. And if you're listening via Spotify, another reminder, hit that bell so you don't miss the ep every morning. And that's your fast, fun hit of sport. Catch it tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.